Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. This is Radio Free Brooklyn. And this is Young Persons Radio! Hi. I don't usually wake up this early. Okay. Caller, what is so important? <laughs> I guess it's a show where you talk to people who are hit by lightning. Hey, Colby. It's Tim Keck. What's up, bitch? This is Mary Coolahan. Colby, Colby, it's Jason Trackerberg with a very quick phone call. It's me, Gene Crackhead George. It's Monica. Yay. Yay. Can I tell you a pigeon story? It's raising baby pigeons in a pasta colander. Pigeon, is that you? There's enough evidence on here to lock her away for a long time. <laughs> oh, I guess this is a maniac show for birds. Stupid, it's childish, and I would never do that to you. Lower East Simon. What it's kind like- of art were you doing at the karate school? The art of the empty hands. I take care of feral cats. There's a meatball. It's in the house. <laughs> Caller, it lift me out of this slump. Caller! I'm not a fan of the show. No. I've never heard of it before. Are you back to number one yet? I'm feeling real cool. Get me named a living landmark for New York. I gotta shoot on Rob Shapiro real quick. He's a hack. His fans are morons. I'm a big fan of your radio show, but off the air, you're, you're kind of a terrible person. You just sound like a bunch of dorks. I yeah, truly can't two. tell if everyone's making fun of us. Is this what this feels this like is, every week? Yeah. Come in. Oh my god. Oh my god, it's Colby. You have a nasty habit of surviving. You know what they say about the fittest? Welcome back to another edition of Young Persons Radio right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. I am your host, Colby Smith. I will be with you until the top of the hour, at which point we will be followed by Two Thumbs Undecided, the breakout hit of the new year on uh, Radio Free Brooklyn, the movie review show you have to hear to believe. And then at 12 noon, we are followed by the Brooklyn Conversation with Rosie. And then at 1 p.m., Objection to the Rule, Radio Free Brooklyn's answer to the Sunday morning political talk show circuit. So we have every possible interest covered on this and every talk show Sunday here on Radio Free Brooklyn. I want to welcome everybody listening live on RadioFreeBrooklyn.com or on the Radio Free Brooklyn app available wherever you get your apps or as a podcast uh, uh, available every Friday on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, all of that good stuff. <laughs> Our number, 904-351-0729. If you want to call into this show, Young Persons Radio, your Sunday morning comedy talk program, my guest today is 
the programming assistant at the Film Society of Lincoln Center, where she has moderated live talks, contributed to Film Comment magazine, and appeared every so often on the Film Comment podcast. She's also one of the most fun voices on film Twitter, and we're so glad to have her here in studio with us. It's Maddie Whittle. Hi. Hello. Very glad to be here. Very glad that you've made it. I, You know, it was, uh, it was a bit of a trek, but all worth it. You're not coming from too far, are you? Staten Island. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> My God. What, did you drive the whole way? <laughs> no, I uh, took the bus and the ferry and nice. the subway and then a little bit of a taxi at the end. Oh, my God. Yeah. That, I think, is the longest any guest has traveled to be here on the show. I'm very honored. Usually people are like, yeah, I just uh, I just took the train from Williamsburg. <laughs> <laughs> but how's things? How's everything? Things are great. That's good to hear. Yeah. It's good I have time. so much I want to talk to you about. I'm ready. Uh, but first, I know we're both uh, avid attendees of uh, revival theaters here in New York City. Indeed. So I thought we'd start there. All right. Uh, do you? Ha- if I ask you what your favorite is, are you required to say the Film Society of Lincoln Center? Oh, I don't know if it's a contractual <laughs> obligation, but I certainly uh, it's a personal investment. <laughs> uh, and, you know, it's, it's a great space to see a movie. It really is, yeah. It's like... You're just, especially like in New York, you're used to theaters being like, you know, kind of dumpy. Yeah, yeah. Well, they were in the up and up, I think, yeah. as, a, as, a, as a community. For sure, yeah. yeah. I feel like it's kind of like a good time to be a movie fan in New York. There's Absolutely. a lot of good choices. Yes, uh, almost an overabundance. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm on all these, like, newsletters for these uh, theaters, and it's like... Yeah, a lot, lot to take in. It's it's a lot of choices. <laughs> yeah, so let's start. Let's start at the top of the pyramid. All right. My favorite, where I have uh, this is the only place I've been a member of, is a film forum. Ah, that's a good one. Big fan. Yeah, big fan. Yeah. Saw Cold War there recently. Nice, nice. Uh, uh, Oscar nominated. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we'll get to that. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, film forum uh, recently renovated. Mm-hmm. Um, that was, it was shut down for a while, and now it's back and better than ever. Yeah, it was nice because they they extended my membership nice. as a result. <laughs> That's a good deal. Yeah. Do you do you have one that you frequent other than the film society? Oh, I mingle. Uh, I um, obviously, for reasons of convenience and also team loyalty, mm-hmm. I see the most movies probably at, at Lincoln Center. Right. Right. Um, but I love the Metrograph. I love yes. the Film Forum. Um, I'm a big fan of Nighthawk. Yeah. Um, haven't visited their new Prospect Park location yet. Me neither. I really uh, want to. Yeah, it's me so too. far from me. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, you know the one the one up uh, up in Williamsburg is just so easy yeah. to get to. Yeah. Do you have a Do you have a hard opinion on the dine in uh, movie going experience? It's divisive. It is divisive. It's a real controversy. I am pro. I'm I'm actually, and you know, some of my colleagues might be surprised to hear that, but. It's uh, it's a big. I think it's fun. I and, love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I got, I, got, I gotta say, I got good food there too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's good food, good drinks. I uh, we I went not this past Halloween, but the previous Halloween, I did the all night movie marathon. Oh, at, nice. At Nighthawk, and it was a blast. Yeah, was, yeah. Was I bet it was. Yeah. I uh, I haven't been to Alamo Draft House. Yeah, I actually haven't either. Uh, it's but a, the one time I tried to go. I'll name names. They were mean to me. Oh. They were mean. Oh, that's not what you want to hear. I was down like like in that that area and we just like we went popped in to see what was playing. And uh, we were like we were going to try to see the Mr. Rogers documentary. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Hey, uh two for uh uh won't you be my neighbor, please?" And the guy goes, "Oh, there are no seats left." 
And I was like, oh, oh, that's okay. He goes, yeah, you know, if you want to come here, you really should think about getting your tickets in advance. Wow. It's a little, uh, little, little bite there. I know. I don't know what his, uh, what his day was like. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I got the brunt of that. Ooh. Yeah. So this show is pro Nighthawk, anti Alamo Draft House. It works for me. There's a new one. There's a new one built. They're building one in Manhattan, right? Oh yeah. yeah. You know, I've heard uh, this is. I don't know if this is still just in the rumor stage, but I've heard that there's also going to be a location in Staten Island. Oh really? Which, which I'm actually very excited about. Oh wow. For obvious reasons. Are you a, a Staten Island native? No, I've oh, actually gotcha. I've been there a little over a year and a half now, mm-hmm. um, and it's uh, it's a great place to live. Yeah, I can I can heartily endorse it. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I spent a lot of time on Staten Island yeah. uh, when I was like first moving here after college. You know, good place. Yeah, good place. Yeah, good place to eat. They got that boat graveyard. Oh yeah, that's cool. A lot of cool sites. <laughs> well, if you know where to look. Yeah. Uh, 904-351-0729 is our number. That's 904-351-0729. Another place I want to bring up, Mm -hmm. the Quad. Oh, yes, of course. The Quad Cinema. Yes, one of our more recent uh, additions to the scene. Yeah, yeah. What's the story on this place? It's like, it was around in the 70s, then closed for a long time. That's right. right. That's right. And I don't actually, I don't know the dates. I'm, I'm not up on the sort of exact history but it was it was shut down for a very long time mm. and just sort of stood vacant yeah and uh then uh, a benefactor of uh-huh. of new york cinephilia gotcha uh the who also runs uh cohen media which is a small film distributor mm. um they brought it back to life nice and uh it's it's a very cool space it's really cool yeah. i saw that uh i'm blanking on the name of it now but what was that documentary from this year with uh uh it's just like all the legendary british actresses just like hanging out at joan oh, yeah. it's like cottage da- tea with the dames yeah or yes that's Is that it. it yeah 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 man yeah. that was like one of the most pleasurable yeah purely pleasurable trips to the movies i had all last year i missed that one but i've heard only good things oh, would recommend so highly yeah maggie smith just like razzes everybody <laughs> for 90 minutes i've i've heard they're just gossiping about their love lives yeah for, yeah like, the whole thing. there's a lot of like who did Lawrence olivier really love yeah <laughs> that sounds great it's very fun have you been following this uh this dune remake uh News? Yeah, at a distance. I'm not, uh, I have not actually read Dune. I haven't either. And so I don't, uh, I'm, not, I'm not sort of in the discourse in yeah. terms of having strong opinions yes. about the casting choices and yeah. stuff. But it's been interesting to see other people get real excited about it. <laughs> uh, Did you see that, the the original, the, the David Lynch Dune? I actually haven't. That's eh, all right. Yeah, I yeah. should. I really, uh, I, it's, it's a glaring hole in yeah. my, uh, yeah. I know everybody hates it, but uh Yeah, it's got some detractors. It does. Um, yeah. But uh I mean it's David Lynch, so you can't really go wrong. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Are you you're a you're a fan of his? Oh yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. Let's let's dive in. Let's oh, go yeah. top let's what's the Mount Rushmore for you? The David Lynch Mount Rushmore. Oh man. That's tough. I, I mean I, I guess I gotta say blue velvet. Uh-huh. I, it's you know, I feel kinda boring saying that, but uh <laughs> It's uh, and I mean I guess Twin Peaks is oh, yeah. the other. Yeah, but that's sort of on a, in a separate category. Yeah. Did you see the the the, the revival or what the return? I am <laughs> deeply embarrassed to admit that I have not watched it yet. Uh, this I, also I feel is divisive. Yeah. This series. Yeah. It's it's uh, it, you know I, I didn't 
I was not, for various reasons, uh, able to watch it when it was newly being yeah. released. Yeah. And I've been, you know, there was so much talked about and <laughs> so much uh, discourse around it that yeah. I think I... I decided at a certain point I needed to wait until I had the time to really get into it. And right. Just, and it hasn't happened yet. It hasn't. <laughs> a year and change later. Yeah. It was like Art Forum magazine was like reviewing every episode as yeah. it came out. I was like, this is this is a lot. It's an event. <laughs> I mean, it's really, you know, and it was last year, if you remember, it was on all of the, there was a whole um, sort of tug of war between mm. TV critics and film critics about whether it should be counted as best TV of the mm-hmm. year or best film event of the year, and uh, I don't think that was ever resolved. But no. it, was, it was fun to watch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, people got uh, so mad. Yeah. Yeah. It. it was really, it was really, um, feelings were running high. Yeah. And then the Emmy nominations came around, and uh, it was virtually ignored. Yeah, which was uh, a weird situation. It was uh, surprising. Yeah. Yeah. And then it was not... You know, I don't think it could have been eligible for Oscars, so it was kind of just, which in some ways seems fitting. I mean, it seems like a, a an event that yeah did, wasn't trying to pander to the awards apparatus totally. Um, yeah. and uh, so you know, yeah, yeah. We we've speaking of David Lynch and awards, we've yeah. talked on this show before about how uh, he lost the best director uh, race in two thousand two for. Mulholland Drive yeah. to Ron Howard. Yeah, well, you know. I mean, <laughs> no comment. <laughs> yeah, we'll just leave that where it yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> 904-351-0729 is our number. That's 904-351-0729. So let's, let's talk Oscars. All right. Maddie Whittle. From oh, I'm ready. Film Society of Lincoln Center. <laughs> I, uh, I've been on a gold derby. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Looking at the odds yeah. for the race. We're a couple weeks out now. Okay. I haven't actually followed the odds, but I'm interested in what they are because yeah. I have my own sense of what the odds are. But. Yeah. Okay. So here's, as of this morning, four to one odds, Roma wins best picture. Huh. That was my reaction as well. Yeah. A little surprising. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. the early favorite. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> I, I thought it was going to be Star is Born all the way. Yeah. Well, back when Star is Born was coming out, I was convinced that it was going to be a big sweeper because yeah. it just seemed like the sort of thing that Hollywood would want to honor. Totally. Um, yeah. And, you know, since then, looking at all the other awards winners, it's looked like Green Book was going to be a front runner. It looked like Bohemian Rhapsody was kind of a yeah. surprising uh, favorite late in the game. But yeah. um, I. You know, it, it, it'd be cool if Roma won. I think that would be uh, exciting for a number of different reasons. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Do you have, like, a personal favorite that you're uh, uh, angling for? In the best picture race, my favorite is the favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. In part, just because it's, it's, it's a great movie. It's I, so good. I was a big fan. Me it too. was that uh, We opened the New York Film Festival with it, which mm-hmm. was, uh, I think, exciting to a lot of people because it's kind of weirder than our usual opening night picks. Yeah the festival and uh it i think it was it's it's a weird film but in a in a very crowd pleasing way oh yes and yeah. uh, i just found it hugely satisfying as yeah. a viewing experience 100 percent. it's like it's crazy yeah <laughs> and yeah. it's like it's a very like fun energy yeah the whole time it is and it's i mean it's it doesn't shy away from 
real feeling. You know, mm-hmm. there's some very real emotion in it. Oh, and, yeah. And yet it's very much, um, in some ways it's a very arch comedy, and in some ways it's sort of a dark satire, and it's it, it, it really uh, covers a lot of bases, I think. Totally, yeah. That scene where uh, Rachel Weiss's character is, like, saying goodbye through the wall yeah. to the queen is, like, oh, it's so moving. Yeah. Crushing. It's really gutting in a number of different places yes. at home. And the performances are so incredible. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I I don't know what the odds are for Olivia Coleman winning mm. Best Actress, but in on the uh, off chance that she were to take it away, I would be just ecstatic. Oh I, yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't even believe it. Yeah. It uh, according to Gold Derby, mm. <laughs> it's it's a uh, it's a tight race between her and Glenn Close. Really? For the wife. Oh. Which I haven't seen. Did you see the wife? No, I missed the wife. That and the the at Eternity's Gate, mm. the Willem Dafoe performance are the two that like snuck in that I was just like, I didn't even know these movies came out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Eternity's Gate had a I think a a quiet uh release yeah um also a new york film festival selection closing night um which i thought his performance was incredible Mm. um but i have not seen the wife and while i would love to see glenn close finally win an oscar which she has not done yet i uh i can't help but root for olivia coleman yeah yeah i mean because I've loved her since Peep Show oh, yes. and Broadchurch. And yeah. she's, you know, with in, uh, been in a few Yorgos Lanthimos films now. Mm-hmm. And he seems to really have cultivated a working relationship with her that's very exciting. Yeah, yeah. And I just, I thought, I walked out of that movie thinking, she really makes this movie. And yeah. it was, it would be such a thrill if she, you know. Got totally. I'm I'm in her corner yeah. on this one. We have our first caller oh, hey. on the line. Caller, you're on the air with me and Maddie Whittle. Hey, Colby, how's it going, bud? Hey, this is uh, this is my loyal caller, Tim Keck. Oh, hi, Tim. Who calls every hey. week? What's up, hi, Tim? Nice to hear you. Not much. I'm just uh, you know trying to make some eggs. Okay. Now, you know, I got up the nonstick pan, put a little bit of butter in it. Whoa. Um. I had some uh, onions and peppers that I'd actually chopped up previously. I just put them in, like, a Tupperware and left them in the fridge. And those will be good, you know, for a couple of weeks, as far as I can tell. You can just chop them, put them in the fridge, take them out, use a couple frozen ones when you forget it, drop it right into a hot pan. And then uh, I've been cutting up mushrooms as well to add to my um, kind of – I don't want to call it an omelet because it's really going to be more of a scramble, but it will have these items in it and it will be eggs. So – Okay, let's just call it a fun omelet. Uh, I cut up the mushrooms. They're all in the pan right now. They've been going for a little while. They're starting to get a little crispy, starting to get a little brown. And now I've got these eggs. I like to crack them into a measuring bowl, like a little glass measuring bowl. I salt them. I put a little pepper in there while they're still in the uh, in the thing. I mix it up. I put a little butter in there today. I don't know how that's going to go, but I just thought it would be a fun little, you know, who doesn't love butter, okay? A little decadent. Yeah. So now mixing up the uh, the eggs one last time. I'm going to pour them right on top of all this stuff in the pan, and we'll see how this goes. Nice. Thanks for that very detailed answer, Tim. <laughs> Tim. All right. So it's, it's looking good. I mean, the pan's pretty hot. <laughs> it's, uh, it's starting to cook right away. Now, I think the key to eggs is you want to keep them moving. You don't really want it all to, like, just stick. 
All right, so I'm going to I'm going to add some motion to this. I'm going to keep scraping. I'm not going to let them stick to the bottom. I'm not going to let them stay anywhere. You want to you want to stick and move. Um, I'm using a plastic spatula. I'm sure there's other tools you could use, but uh, you know I'm feeling pretty optimistic. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, great. Tim, you uh, uh, you got anything going on today? Um, I don't know. Well, I'm working on my new uh, my new pilot for my cooking show. Oh, um, where I'm okay. Describe really easy moves. You know, easy meals you can make at home. Uh huh. Um, you know, just a little thing I'm trying out. I don't know if it's going to be any good or not, but you know, we'll see. Yeah, well, you know, there's a big hole in the market for uh, 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 cooking shows that teach people how to do quick, easy meals. So I think you're uh, I think you're on the right track. You know what I'm going to add, though, because I know you're being a little sarcastic with that, but you know what these shows aren't doing? Okay. They're not putting their videos online. Nobody's using the internet. Have you ever Googled cooking videos? Nothing comes up. <laughs> you goof. <laughs> Tim? Yep? Do you see The Favorite? I did not see The Favorite. I didn't really see any of these movies. But okay. you know what I was while you guys were talking about him, is how much do you guys trust the Academy? Oh, that's a good and, question. In, mm. in experience, do you think the Academy gets things right? Do you think they get them wrong? Do you think they make choices that you yourself would not have made but, like, can still agree with? Or, mm. you know, where do you stand on that? It's a good question. Are we talking, like, purely best picture? I'm, in general, we can, we can broaden it to outside of best picture. Like, are they better at getting best actor than best picture? Hmm. That's a great question. Yeah. I mean, I personally, I have feelings about this. <laughs> uh, I would say if you're looking at the whole scope, let's just limit to, limit it to American film production. Yeah, okay? yeah. Uh, not set aside the foreign language category. Sure. I would say that the Academy actually picked the best film or performance or work of the year that I would mm -hmm. judge along those criteria five to ten percent of it <laughs> now that now if you if you look at what they nominate and uh -huh. limit it to that field i would say that the percentage increases to maybe 40 to 45 percent okay time. okay um, so still still an f but, you think yeah. they just blow nomination well i think i think it's you know i want to be if you go on film twitter there will be a lot of conversation about uh, what the Academy gets wrong and what it mm -hmm. misses and what it's, you know, what's snubbed and what's what never even had a chance because of the kinds of movies that the Academy nominates and stuff. And so that's a, there's a whole conversation, you know, about what gets in mm -hmm. and what's even looked at. Um, but I think, you know, regardless of whether the movies that the Academy picks are, you know, by any measure of critical judgment, the best of their category. Uh, it's really interesting to see what the film industry chooses to put forward as its best work mm, and yeah. uh, chooses, you know, to, to sort of cement in the history books as the best movie of this year, the best mm. performance of this year, the best costume design of this year, you know, and it's um, just the way that the voting works, I think tells you something interesting about, what it means that the Oscars picked Moonlight as the best movie mm -hmm. of you know, 2017 or whatever it was, or mm. 2016. I, I, I think it's, uh, 
I, I find it all very interesting. Uh, whether or not I agree with their judgments is a, a, a completely different question. <laughs> That's my two cents. So do the, do, do the Oscars have, like, a personality, you know, as far as, like, uh, you know, I've, I've been listening to Colby's show for a little while. I could probably guess what films that he'd be into or not into. I mean, can you, based on what you know of the Oscars and their nominations, or can you predict who was going to get nominated, or how often does the Academy surprise anybody? I guess is more of the question. Uh, the big surprise this year, I think, was Cold War for Best Director. Yeah, it was. Um, but yeah, I mean, there are definitely See, I like... I have heard Cold War. You've been talking about Cold War. I had no idea that was a real movie. Well, there you go. <laughs> it's by the director of Ida, the, the Polish filmmaker, Pablo Pawlikowski. How do you say his name? Pavel Pawlikowski. Oh, I love it. That's great. <laughs> That's how I I'm say not it. even going to try. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I think there. But like you hear it, people say like, "Oh, this is like an award season movie." If it's like, if it's like vaguely important or like historical or like a costume drop. Like I feel like the King's Speech is like the quintessential yeah. recent example of like Oscar type movie. Yeah. Tim. It. In some ways, it's a genre. I mean, it's really the way the industry works now. There's a whole category of films that are prestige pictures. Usually, they come out in the last third of the year mm -hmm. uh, to get the attention of voters and critics, you know, compiling their list of what's the best of the year. Um, and uh, they're usually bigger budget than your typical indie drama, but also, you know, smaller budget than. Yeah superhero tentpole or whatever right, right. um but very sort of a high gloss aesthetic where it's like the best actors the best mm -hmm. most prestigious directors and screenwriters and um and uh usually most of the nominees i think come from that pool and mm -hmm. then there are a few surprises or a few you know sort of favorites from earlier in the year that maintained momentum a first reformed perhaps yes or a get out yeah um, Love it. Yeah. <laughs> Tim, does that answer your question? Yeah, I think it does. Um, <laughs> do you guys have any questions for me? <laughs> How are those eggs going, buddy? Uh, the eggs are going great. I just moved them to a plate. Now, I probably miscalculated here, but I wanted to enjoy some coffee with my eggs. I'm actually just putting uh, some water in the kettle right now. I'm going to turn that stove top up to high uh, so people can get that pocket thick. Um, meanwhile, I've got a fresh crab going. I've got a little bit of coffee uh, in the bottom of that. I'm going to take the hot water once we get it going, drop it in there, let it sit for about 10 minutes, give it a good old press, uh, add a little bit of milk to taste, and then uh, we'll go from there. Cool. Well, uh, thanks for calling. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Tim out. There he goes. Tim Keck. That's nice. <laughs> 904-351-0729 is our number. That's 9043 510729 if you'd like to call in, and I certainly suggest you do so. Now, Maddie Whittle, Film Society Land Center. That's me. We are going to move into the this show's only recurring segment. Oh. It's uh, a, a, a series of questions uh, developed through years of study of the world's greatest interviewers, uh, Terry Gross. Oh, yes. Uh, Pete Holmes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and that's where the list stops. <laughs> Question number one. This is the Young Persons Radio guest questionnaire. Who is an actor or actress who every time they come on screen, you find yourself going, oh, neat? Steve Buscemi. Oh, I love it. That's a great answer. The firefighter. 
Yeah. <laughs> He's, you know, I, I I never dislike Steve Buscemi. Yeah, yeah. Not even in uh, um, uh, Fargo. Yeah, no. Yeah. Even when he's playing unlikable characters, yeah. you gotta love him. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Question number two. You are stricken ill. What show do you put on while you heal? Ooh. Well, this changes over the years. Mm. Um, but I think, the th- can I give three? Yes. I have three that are sort of on rotation. Uh, probably it would be... Friends, The Office, and 30 Rock. Nice, yeah. When I'm thinking, like, just I'm just dead, I yes. don't want to think. I want to see something that I've seen, you know, five-plus times yeah. already, I would go to one of those Yeah, shows. yeah, yeah. The NBC Thursday night uh, 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 pillars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just classics of my, totally. my lifetime. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like of those, 30 Rock is it, it, it has died as it lived, where mm. it's like, it's not everybody's, like, go-to thing but uh boy if you like it you like it oh yeah yeah that's right it's nice uh question number three what do you think the movie is that you've rewatched the most Ooh, that's tough it's tough i'd have to in my whole lifetime let's see well probably I think it's probably either the Lindsay Lohan Parent Trap. Yeah, which, hell yeah. <laughs> which I used to, it used to be the the movie that I watched actually when I was homesick from school. Oh, really? Oh, in, wow. All, you know, from when it came out in 97, 98 mm-hmm. through middle school, probably. Um, and then uh, maybe Legally Blonde. Oh, yeah. It was on heavy rotation in, yeah. in my house. It's great. Um, yeah. Man, Legally Blonde is one of those like gets better every time you like catch it on TBS. Yes, you know? yes, it really it really holds up. Yeah. Um, and then maybe the uh, Christmas movies would be the other oh sure certain, yeah yeah certain yeah favorites in my family. Yeah. That, do you do the Christmas Story every year? Most years Christmas Story. Mm-hmm. Most years Little Women. Okay. Um, yeah. I I have two sisters, and uh, so we're a very Little Women-y <laughs> sort of type of household. Um, also Home Alone two. Oh sure, yeah, 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 yeah. So, that's those. Those are those are probably the, the top. Yeah, right on. Do you go in on like a, a Santa Claus? I I love the Santa Claus. You know that was another big favorite when I was growing up. Yeah. Um, and uh, White Christmas, I used to watch every year with my oh, mom. Oh sure. I've fallen off the last few. Yes, years, so. I uh, uh, this year got to go see uh, my local theater production of White Christmas. Oh my god! And it was awesome that's amazing <laughs> that's incredible they really like they really stretched it yeah. out like they just like borrowed yeah. uh songs from like other <laughs> other musicals <clears throat> but like it was great they were they were giving it their all up there oh man and it's the kind of like like not run down but like you know any word i'm going to use is going to sound pejorative sure. but i don't mean it this way it's like the kind of like low rent kind of theater where it's like you can hear how hollow the stage is when the actors are like walking yeah. in their shoes. Yeah. It's like waiting for Guffman or something. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And it was oh, it was such a joy. Oh, that's great. Yeah, just a nice, uh, a nice, uh, uh, picturesque Christmas memory. Nice. That's what you want. <laughs> Question number four: What's an internet trend that drives you nuts? Oh, interesting. I would have to say. The 
selfies with the mm. filters that give you the big eyes <laughs> really creeps me out. Yeah. And it's like, it's, you know, it can be, it, it, uh, yeah, I, some of those filters just really upset me. <laughs> and uh, I, I, you know, it's it's a visceral thing. It's right, not something yeah. I can intellectualize. But yeah, of course. It's, uh, yeah, it's like that movie, um Alita Battle Angel. That, I was just going to bring that yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. That it looks like the movie like was just shot with those filters yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. It makes me really uneasy. I don't know. <laughs> Is it James Cameron? Yeah, he yeah. produced. He produced. I think. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Okay. Yeah. yeah, he's too. He's too wrapped up in Avatar to right. direct right. anything again. The many sequels. Right. Yeah. That we keep being promised. Yeah, it's been ten years now. It has been right? so long. Or eight, nine years, I guess. They like built a studio. Just for these movies, and I guess is it being used? I don't even know. It could be standing vacant. I don't know. <laughs> God, this guy. Yeah, I think he did direct like a like a climate change documentary. Oh like a, yeah, that sounds right. Uh, and I think that's like the only thing we've gotten from yeah. him from since uh, since two thousand nine. Yeah, well, he's 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 our generation's Terrence Malick. Yeah, right? yeah. And now Terrence Malick is something else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I forgot to mention. Uh, since we're talking, uh, we're talking Oscars, yeah. right? This is a this is a, a topic we go back to on this show anytime uh, movie talk comes up. Okay. the The nineteen seventy six Best Picture race. Okay. The nominees are Jaws. Ah, uh, yes. Nashville. Yes. Dog Day Afternoon. Mm-hmm. Barry Lyndon. Mm. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest wins. Mm. If we turn back the clock, yeah. all of a sudden, Maddie Whittle is the, the, the one everybody's running stuff by. Oh, boy. What wins that race? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think my personal favorite that in, from that mm-hmm. list is Nashville. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if I would go so far as to say that I think that it is the best. Yeah. You know, Barry Lyndon would be a strong contender for that, yes. I think. Um, and obviously, Jaws is probably the most influential right. of those movies, and the most important of those movies, mm-hmm. uh, and also a great movie. But I love Nashville. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, Robert Altman has uh, been a recent a recent one for me. Yeah. Uh, oh, I've he's just been going in on him. He's got some great ones. Yeah, I got that McCabe and Mrs. Miller mm-hmm. Criterion. Mm-hmm. Got that big orange fur coat. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah. Do you go in on the physical media? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to have a nice Criterion Blu-ray. Yeah, me too. Um, it's you know, I, I, it's rare that I actually invest mm. in them, but I like to receive them as gifts. I, uh, you <laughs> hint, know, hint. yes, listeners, yes, and <laughs> friends and family. Um, I, you know, occasionally there's they have their periodic sales yeah. on the Criterion website that are very good deals, um, and uh, also a lot of blu-rays and dvds circulating in my office just mm. on the free table oh I nice swipe on occasion that is good yes they just look so nice on the shelf i know i know it's really uh it's it's a nice thing to be able to curate uh-huh um, yeah and, and sort of a, a display of your taste yeah I, I have said on the air before that that is the only newsletter that i'm signed up for that i look forward mm-hmm. to getting mm-hmm. <laughs> every month it's like oh what are they announcing now yeah i know yeah. i'm waiting on the apartment yeah. that's my 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 dream release yeah from that's one of my favorites that's gotta be coming for sure right yeah well there was even like uh there was a 4k restoration i think at metrograph yes that's right uh, recently Just which this, i thought this winter yeah. yeah i thought that was like it's like we're announcing it tomorrow right we're still waiting right what oh. takes so long with i those? know i know we know it's out there yeah 
We just got to do all the research and the writing and the special features. Speed it up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Question number five. Okay. Five of six. You find yourself in a casino. You look down in your hand. What's that? It's $200 worth of chips. Mm-hmm. Which game do you play first? This is free money. Not coming out of your bank. This is your gaming budget. That's you know what I I wouldn't be poker because I don't okay. think okay. I I don't I don't trust myself. Cool, cool. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe the roulette table. Oh, nice. Just yeah. If, if it's I'm, exciting. If I'm feeling lucky. Yeah, it's, I don't know. it's thrilling. Yeah, I feel like it's out of my hands. You know, this is <laughs> right. One of these yeah. words. I'm just uh. I'm not even touching it. Yes. You know, it's just, yes. it's, it's, if I, if, uh, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> we have another caller on the line. All right. Caller, you are on the air with uh, me and Maddie Whittle. Hello. 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 Uh, hello. This has been uh, lovely this morning. I'm so very impressed that you came from Staten Island. Ah. <laughs> um <laughs> I commend you for that. Um, I had a question back to your Oscars talk. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on the um, controversial popularity category that was oh. dropped? Oh, that was fun. <laughs> that was that was a fun <laughs> couple of days on Twitter. Um, I, you know, I uh, once again, I think my I, I revert to the sort of analytic, like, what does this tell us about the industry today and mm. what the Academy, you know, wants and believes. And um, I, I found it really interesting that uh, in this sort of attempt to conceive of a different kind of Oscars telecast that would mm. attract more of an audience, some higher up at AMPAs, I don't know uh, who exactly was responsible for this in the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, <laughs> But someone's decided we don't honor enough of the movies that make us a lot of money and that draw a lot of people to the theater, and we need to do something about that. And mm-hmm. they decided that the best way to do that was to uh, make this separate category that would make sure that these quote-unquote popular movies, and I don't know how they would have determined what constituted a popular movie, but mm-hmm. that those movies would be sure to be included if they had a special category that was just dedicated to them. I don't, I, I mean, I think that would have been kind of interesting to see play out. Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't have been outraged by it. I would mm-hmm. have more just been curious about how it would have gone and what movies, you know, what that new kind of Oscar race would look like, because that's a category we haven't had since, you know, way back in the early days mm. of the Oscars, there were, uh, the, the categories were broken up in, in different ways uh, mm. that you could compare to that. But uh, we certainly in latter-day Hollywood, we haven't had that kind of conversation. Yeah. Uh, and I, I don't know. I, 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 I think it would have been interesting, uh, but they backtracked and uh, we are not having that category in this year's Oscar. Right. Um, so, yeah. yeah, it seemed like a way to like make sure Black Panther was right. was 
included. Right. But I kind of want to know what else would have been in that category. Yeah. Well, presumably Avengers, right? Okay. Like, yeah. Uh, and I don't know. I don't know what else. I would have to go back over the year and yeah, um, maybe I don't know, Aquaman. Yeah. But I. I think it's really interesting that Black Panther did end up getting nominated for Best mm-hmm. Picture. And it was almost like a non-issue in the end because right. it, you know, it made the cut. Yeah. And uh, it made a, the cut in a year where they didn't even fill out the field of 10 nominees. It's only, there are only eight nominees and Black Panther made it in there. And so it's almost like, oh, what are you, what were you so worried about? You yeah. Know, what, what, the, the system takes care of itself. Yes. You know? Yeah. Um, which I also found interesting. Yeah, I'll also I think kind of related is this: they're not having a host, but they're like all of the Avengers actors are going to be present, or like almost all of them yeah. are going to be presenting. Like there's all, there are kinds of these plays toward, uh, you know, quote unquote popular films, right? Uh, and like including them in some way, right? Now even though there's no category, yeah, and it's uh, and yet at the same time they're making weird decisions like. Um, in the best original song category, you know, usually they have all of the nominees performed on stage mm. during the ceremony. And this year, at first, they announced that only two of the songs were going to be performed: the mm. Lady Gaga song and the um, the song from Black Panther. Yeah. And there was kind of an outcry, and a, I think that Lady Gaga made a took, took a stand about it and sort of said, "I'm not going to perform if." Ooh all of the nominees don't get to be, have their time on stage. Uh-huh. And, uh, so there's been a lot of sort of like, oh, we take it back. You know, a yeah. lot of, a lot of shift yeah. to what is actually uh, supposed to happen. Right, right. Um, but that was apparently because they, you know, in the interest of keeping the ceremony short and they want to keep the ceremony short, apparently because they think it'll have a bigger audience and better ratings and, I don't know. I it's I it's it's all kind of just weird arithmetic. <laughs> yeah. That I can't always follow. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the only people who complain about the Oscars being long are the people at the Oscars. Right. Exactly. And the people, you know, maybe like I don't know the spouses of people who want to watch the whole thing. Yes. Like I can't believe yeah. this is four hours. But if you if you want to watch it, yeah, you're gonna be. You're either gonna watch all four hours, or you're gonna watch as much of it as you feel like watching, and right. then turn it off. Like, right. And then, like, check in at the end for the the best picture. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's fine. It's fine. Just relax, Oscars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> can... Just let it be. We're with you. Let us have our one fancy night of the yes. year where we can pretend we're movie stars <laughs> and get drunk and eat pizza. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do a pool? You do an Oscar pool? Um, I, I love to do Oscar pools. I'm not very good at them, yeah. usually, but um, I our office often has one. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, I used to do them with my family, and um, I, I've been an Oscar fan for a long time. Yeah, just in terms yeah. of like watching every year. Oh, totally. Um, and so, and I always love to have like a have a stake in it. Yeah, you know? yeah. It just makes the like the sound mixing category yeah. all of a sudden is as exciting as anything else. Exactly. Marika, you still there? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I. This is. I agree. This is all fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's I just listen and enjoy it. <laughs> Good. What's what's a category you want to hear the Gold Derby odds on? Because I pulled them back up. Oh, um, gosh, what are the odds? You know, what was the category that was like sort of 
I didn't really care about. It was either like supporting uh, actor. lead actor or supporting actor. Yeah, supporting actor. Kind of weak players all around. Mm. Top choice. Pull those odds up. Top choice for supporting actor. 82 to 25 odds is uh, Mahershala Ali for Green Book. Wow. Followed closely oh, by okay. Richard E. Grant yeah. for Can You Ever Forgive Me, who is having the time of his life. Oh. It. Oh, go ahead. Go no, ahead. no I, I, I am. I. I think he seems like a, a lovely person and a fun person to root for. But also, just his social media presence as yeah. he's attending all these award shows and getting honored for this role is just the most incredible thing of, that has come out of Hollywood this year. He's like taking selfies with. Uh, other actors as if he himself is like not an actor yeah. like he snuck into these places and it's just like oh my god there's a Timothy Chalamet <laughs> there's Glenn Close yeah yeah well and then his whole thing with Barbara Streisand uh, on his Instagram I think where uh-huh. he uh, he posted pictures of himself outside of her house like he was yeah. in LA and some someone took him to to see where she lives and he posted this very emotional, um, I think it was on Instagram, mm. um, letter that he had written when he was 14. He wrote to Barbara Streisand oh as a fan and said, he lived in, he grew up in Swaziland. And he said, if you're ever visiting Swaziland, uh, you know, we would be honored to have you here to present your films. And, you know, you'd, uh, you'd always be welcome to mm-hmm. stay, you know, with, with me and my family, essentially. <laughs> and, uh, and he, he posted this online and Barbara Streisand saw it and was gave, you know, this very sweet oh my encouraging response. It was it was great. It was yeah. So great. So, I, I you know, I think probably cynics would say, well, this is uh this is all just a, a long con and sure. he he wants to endear himself to us, but it's working. Yeah, it totally is. I really want uh he also had like a crazy he's been in a couple of Robert Altman movies. Mm-hmm. I feel like the 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 like Late '90s, early 2000s, he was like in a ton of like really great, like iconic. Like he was in Gosford Park yeah. at that time, and uh, I, I want to read his book. He's I got know. A, a, a memoir that's apparently very gossipy. I know. Well, <laughs> I can only imagine. This is him when the Oscar nominations came out. He posted. I'm gonna cue this up. He posted this video on uh, Twitter, and just listen for his like Yelp at the end. I'm absolutely overwhelmed. 36 years ago. I rented this bedsit here, which was one room in Notting Hill Gate, for 30 pounds a week, so about $50. And I cannot believe that 36 years later, I'm standing here as an almost 62-year-old man having an Oscar nomination. (laughs) I love him so much. (laughs) Nomination. (laughs) (laughs) That's adorable. You kidding me? Give a, where's the adorable Oscars? Uh... That's right. That's right. Just, just. Oh. I mean, I, I obviously Mahershala Ali is an incredible actor, and I have not actually seen Green Book yet, so I can't no. comment on his performance. I, but... Man, I'm. I feel like I've got to see it now just yeah. to weigh in on this yeah. controversy. Yeah. But like, I remember seeing the trailer for that thing, and I was just like, oh boy, yeah, this looks not good. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll probably see it eventually, just because. But I, I'm not I'm not thrilled. It's like homework now. Yeah, exactly. There's always a few like that that you want to see before the Oscars. But, yeah. Yeah. But uh, can you ever forgive me? On the other hand, if you haven't seen it, is it's just a fantastic movie. It's, I haven't. I need to. It's very fun. Yeah. And just Richard Grant and Melissa McCarthy just kill it. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. 
Well, Marika, I'm going to let you go because we got We're going to do one more call yes. before we end the show. Okay. Goodbye. Thanks for calling. <laughs> yeah. Final call. Final call. Here we go. Caller, you're on the air with me and Maddie Whittle. Hello. 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 Who's this? Uh, this is Trevor. Hi, Trevor. <laughs> Hi, friend of the show. Yeah. Uh, yes. I was just wondering, real quick, uh, just in talking about kind of all the uh, Oscar things and everything like that, I was interested on your guys' take on sort of like the state of movies now, just with like more stuff that seems like more serious coming out on streaming things, mm. and then uh, kind of everything else being like Spider Man's and additions to things that already exist in Marvel and stuff like that. So, like, what do we, like, where do you think this means for, like, the future of movies? Are we going to have, like, less things that are different, like, in theaters? Or is it kind of a, is it a good thing? I'm just curious to hear your takes. Oh. Wow. That's, that's the million dollar, that's the, the trillion dollar question <laughs> uh, in Hollywood at the moment, I think. <laughs> um, and certainly... I think there's a lot of very exciting stuff happening on the streaming platforms and the streaming platforms as content creators, mm-hmm. uh, which in itself is a, is a phrase that, you know, 10 years ago wouldn't have made much sense. Yeah. But uh, it's really, um, I mean, you look at the field this year and a lot of good movies out of Netflix, uh, a lot of good movies produced by Amazon Studios. Mm-hmm. Um Produce Cold War. Yeah, and it's I mean, it, it's interesting <laughs> because there's I think certain assumptions about where the money goes in Hollywood and who has the money going towards which project and where those projects are going to pay off. And uh, I think there's a real certainly the trends that we're seeing now is that the smaller budget indie. Um, style movies that we're used to seeing as you know either in sort of Oscar bait contexts or getting you know limited release mm-hmm. in um, in art house theaters or whatnot a lot of those are being picked up by uh, places like Netflix that say you know we're, in the interest of building our brand and our content and our platform we're going to give you you know, the relatively small amount of money that you need to make this project that you might not have been able to get elsewhere. Mm. Um, and a lot of, you know, seeing it with Soderbergh, seeing it with Bombac, a lot of the sort of um, big name indie yeah. auteurs yeah. are... are Cone Brothers, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're taking them up on it and saying, like, yeah, sure. We'll, we'll... And, you know, some of them, like, like Alfonso Cuaron with Roma, um, maybe include stipulations that like I want this to get some kind of theatrical release mm-hmm. and some of the platforms are more accommodating to that than others and it's uh, often you know working in theatrical exhibition right. it's conversations that I'm interested in um, in sort of what makes it to the theaters mm-hmm. and what doesn't and how much that matters um, to audiences and to filmmakers and critics um, and uh, I don't really know where it's going but I certainly think it's promising and mm-hmm. and movies are getting made that might not have uh had the same reach yeah you know yeah. five ten years ago for sure um which is which is great to see 
Yeah. I mean, I kind of fall down on that that side of things where yeah. it's like, obviously, in an ideal world, uh, um, I would prefer, like, big studios to be making these kinds of movies still, but uh, they aren't. Um, yeah. And I would rather them get made at all and see them even in, like, a contracted, like, just on my laptop way than... Uh, than not have them at all, right? Think, and yeah. and it's a little, it's it's a little, you know, with somebody who's very emotionally invested in the theatrical experience, you know, I I I care greatly about um, making the theatrical viewing experience accessible mm-hmm. and and bringing films to audiences in that context. Totally. I also think I'd rather have a movie that I can watch on my TV at home. Uh, and not in theaters, then not have that movie right, at all. Right, you know, right. it, it, generally speaking. Yes. Um, so I'm, I'm, yeah. Yeah. I think it's good. More, more as this story develops, yes, right? Yes. yes. Well, we are just about out of time, uh, uh, unfortunately, uh, here. So thank you so much for uh, coming all this way. Oh, thank you. This has been just a huge pleasure. Good, good. I'm so glad you had a good time. Uh, people can find you on Twitter, right? Yes, it's at Maddie Whittle. Yeah, it's yeah. Easy. Yes, yes, it's easy to find. <laughs> and, of course, folks can uh, uh, tune back into this show uh, next week where Ernest Myers will be our guest and stick around on Radio Free Brooklyn as uh, Two Thumbs Undecided comes up. I feel like we gave them a good uh, lead-in today. If you've been enjoying this movie talk, you'll enjoy another hour hosted by somebody else. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thanks for listening, everybody. I've been Colby Smith. This is Young Persons Radio. Tune back in next week. Keep that dial tuned to Radio Free Brooklyn, and we will talk to you. Oh, you know what? Let's do a quick. We've got like an extra one minute while he comes back. He just gave me a signal. Let's do a quick rapid fire, rapid fire takes while he does his errand. Okay. <laughs> Paul Thomas Anderson or the Coen brothers? Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah. It's hard. It's a tough one. It's tough. Best Wit Stillman movie of that like trio. Last Days of Disco. Oy, I love that one. Yeah. <laughs> I just saw it for the first time. Oh yeah. Oh my God. It's so good. Oh, it's great. Chloe Sevigny. Yeah. Kate Beckinsale. Yeah. In like a like a rom-com mm-hmm. role, basically. Mm-hmm. My God. Uh, everybody check that out. Favorite movie with the in the title? The Graduate. Nice. Okay. Or The He's... Godfather. Or The Godfather Part 2. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> He's back. So we're going to go for real now. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you again for coming. Thank you we'll so see much. everybody very soon. Bye. Okay. There we go. Every night I sit here by my window Staring at the lonely avenue Watching lovers holding hands and laughing Thinking about the things we used